Blog Talk Radio. Crack-a-lack in my peeps. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It. And that's how we do it, live and direct with Juicy Locks and the Captain. What's crack a lacking? What's crack a lacking? What's crack a lacking? 
What's the crack of lacking, baby? What's cracking? Oh, it's clapping, man, as everybody else. But everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's cracking? Dude, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack a lacking, Dana? My brother's from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's crackalacking? What's crackalacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got a say awesome show. It's totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crackalacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with Disky Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time www.20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lacking and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. gets me right here every single time. Welcome to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I hope everyone had a wonderful and very safe, a happy and safe uh, um, um, holiday weekend, um, uh, Labor Day weekend. I attended, uh, as uh, a lot of you know, attended the um, Republican National Convention, had a great time, and then I decided to spend a couple of days camping. So I went camping, uh, drove to North Carolina, went camping out on the farm, and just uh, way out in the woods where I thought, you know, I'd have a lot of peace and quiet, and I'd have some time for reflection and introspection before I head out uh, to uh, Charlotte for the Democrat convention. But as a lot of you campers know, Camping out in the woods, well, there's really no such thing as peace and quiet. You know, because you've got crickets chirping, you've got frogs frogging, you've got birds whining and singing, you've got deer making all kinds of noises. I mean, I had three or four deer a night 
run right across my camp area. And uh, I tell you what, it is as noisy uh, camping out in the woods in the middle of a 300-acre uh, spread as it would be if I pitched my tent <laughs> on Wall Street, New York City. Uh, it's just a different kind of noise. That's really the difference. It's not peace and quiet at all. Uh, all right, so let's get this party started. Today's date, September 4th, already, 2012. Beautiful Old Town Alexandria is where I can be found, but not today. Today I am in beautiful Ramsour, North Carolina. Okay, headed for the convention first thing tomorrow. But hey, listen up. Tonight we're going to have an interesting show. The Democrat National Convention, as you know, is getting underway. And I tuned in just a little bit. And uh, as usual, folks are screaming and yelling and talking about women's rights and all that. You know, kind of like, uh, you know, like this lady right here. Telling the truth oh, wait, wait, about wait. you. That's this dude here. What's he talking about? Hmm. And that's where we are today. When it comes to Medicare, the hmm. truth is that Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan want to break the fundamental guarantee hmm. of Medicare and turn it into a voucher program and shift the cost to our seniors. When it comes to our country's immigration policies, wow. the truth is that Mitt Romney has embraced the racial profiling policy racial profiling. of Here Arizona we go. Governor Jan Brewer and Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Hmm. All right, well, let's put that on hold right away for a moment. Hey, check this out. The numbers don't lie. Now... I spoke with an individual, a very nice lady, yesterday, and I laid out some fundamental facts regarding uh, Fox News, for example, and the, the fact that Fox News far and away out, uh, exceeds the viewership of NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, and MSNBC all combined. She said to me, well, she doesn't believe that because facts, the numbers, can be skewed to mean anything you want them to mean. So then I said to her, well, if that's true, then that means there are no facts. There are no truths. There are no rights and no wrongs. So here are the facts regarding Medicare. Medicare is going to go broke in just a few short years, if something isn't done to shore it up and make sure that it survives, it's going to go broke. Those are the facts. So when Obama wants to actually, what Obama has done is take more than $700 billion from Medicare to fund Obamacare. He's robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know, just kind of get Paul started up. Then he's going to come back to Peter and see what he can do about Peter. But by then, it'll be too late. 
What Paul Ryan wants to do, a man who loves his mama, and she just happens to be on Medicare, he wants to make sure that it still exists. So they want to actually do something about it before the problem becomes a, a real problem. So what's wrong with that? Well, here's what's wrong with it. It it puts too much power in the hands of the individual. You know, the, the actual citizen. You see, the state, the government wants to have that power for themselves. They believe that they know best how your health care should be administered and doled out. After all, they're elected officials. Obviously, they're smarter than you are. So, which brings us to our, our topic for the evening. What is wrong with socialism? Now, I've had an honest... I've taken some, some time to assess things honestly and objectively. And I've asked this question many times to myself... What's wrong with socialism? I because I'm you know all my life I've heard that socialism is bad. Communism is bad. It's no good. And as a young child I wondered, well, what's wrong with it? What's the problem? I mean, why is everybody so upset about it? Why why does it spark such outrage, such emotion? Socialism. Now we have a blog talk radio host, several, whose who, who's, uh, mantras are socialism is not an option. Why? What's wrong with it, really? Well, before I get into what's wrong with socialism, I'd like my main man and yours... Milton Friedman, to once again, as he has done numerous times on my show, to explain what's wrong with socialism. Here's my question. When you see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power within, don't, aren't you ever... Did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worse, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. 
so that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to reward not virtue as much as ability to manipulate the system. And what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You think a Hitler rewards virtue? You think, excuse me, if you'll pardon me, do you think American presidents reward virtue? Do they choose their appointees on the basis of the virtue of the people appointed or on the basis of their political clout? Is it really true that political self-interest is nobler somehow than economic self-interest? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us. Well, I don't even trust you to do that. All right, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. So, dig this. Dig it. Milton Friedman laid it out for you. Now we're going to expand on this just a little bit. What's wrong with socialism? In an article written in the American Thinker, on November 12, 2009, I recall a conversation I had with a young co-worker. In the later weeks of Obama's campaign, campaign for president, Joe the Plumber had just exposed the redistributionist bent of the then-candidate. And I expressed my assessment of Mr. Obama as not as a, as a not-so-closeted socialist. My co-worker then quite earnestly asked, what's wrong with socialism? I initially assumed that he, he must be joking. Although his face gave no indication of such, I stared at him dumbfounded. Only later I realized that I must have looked like a palsied old man. My mouth working wordlessly, then incomprehension. The, 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 the incomprehension as evident on my face as the sincerity of his words ran through my mind. It eventually dawned on me that he really didn't know what was wrong with socialism. I began reciting the litany of horrors. The crimes of the Holocaust. The purges of the Soviets. The thuggery and inhumane brutality of the statist regime of the last century. The Nazis, for Christ's sake. How could he not know about the evil of the Nazis. He listened to all of this, and nodding his understanding as he recognized some of the events I described. But I could still see a question behind his eyes. While he had been taught of the existence of these atrocities, he had not been clued into the one the one commonality they shared. They were all 
all of them, perpetrated by the asserts of various forms of socialism. Indeed, such crimes were the only outcome possible. In the late 1930s, the noted economist Frederick von Hayek, as in Selma Hayek, wrote his landmark pamphlet, quote, Road to Serfdom, S-E-R-F-D-O-M, end quote, laying bare the diseased skeleton of socialist utopian thought and that had permeated academia in the salons of his day with an economy of words that showcased the significance of his conclusion he pointed out he pointed out the Achilles heel of collectivist dogma he wrote for a plan a planned economy to succeed there must be central planners who by necessity will insist on universal commitment to their plan. Now, ask yourselves this, socialist utopianites. Ask yourselves, how do you attain total commitment to a goal from a free people? The answer is you don't. Some percentage will always disagree, even if only for the sake of being contrary or out of a desire to be left alone. As my father once said, oh, no, as my father said many times, there are those who want to lead. There are those who desire to be led. And then there are those who simply want to be left alone. So, when considering a program as comprehensive as a government-planned economy, there are, there are undoubtedly countless points of contention, such as how we will choose the planners, how we will order our priorities when assigning them importance within the, the plan, how we will allocate resources when competing interests have legitimate claims. Who will make these decisions? And perhaps more pertinent to our discussion, how those decisions will be enforced. A rift forming on even one of these issues is enough to bring the gears of this progressive endeavor grinding to a screeching halt. This fatal flaw in the collectivist design it can't be re-engineered. It is an error so critical that the entire ideology has to be scrapped. And we, as Americans, who are bred deep in our DNA, in our very bone manner, to be free and to be left alone, well, one considers that uh, there's a recipe for revolution, disaster, now, von Hayek accurately 
accurately. Foretold the fate that would befall dissenters from the collectivist planning or planners. They simply could not be allowed to get get in the way. Opposition would soon be treated as subversion, with debate debate shriveling to non-existence under the glare of the state. Those who refused compliance would first be marginalized, as we see with this current administration, then dehumanized, as we've seen countless times with the current administration, and finally, failing re-education, eliminated. Think that's harsh? It's happened. It's happened throughout civilization. The facts are clear. Collectivism and individualism cannot long share the same bed. They're, they're, they're political oil and water, and neither can compromise its position without eventually succumbing to the other. The history of the 20th century is littered with the remains of those who became, quote, enemies of the state, end quote. For merely, simply drawing attention to this flaw, as von Hayek predicted, the socialist vision would would not be achieved without bloodshed. So, this, this is the challenge that we face. My young friend had no frame of reference by which to judge the events unfolding around us all. He'd been presented with only the intentions of socialism, not the inevitable results. He'd been given the whitewashed fantasy of the left, who never saw a failure that couldn't be rationalized, or better still, blamed on others. Our job then as in now, is to teach the lessons of history to those who fail to see the danger. We have to provide that all-important perspective to a generation that's been denied. We have to do this one at a time, conversation by conversation. Tell your friends the truth. Don't assume they know Become the person your friends and families consult when the subject turns to politics and socialism and the Obama administration. Now, I, I successfully informed my friend and co-worker of the irreparable crack in the foundation of socialist thinking. And he's now aware of the need to burrow beneath the surface of politics to find roots from which... Uh, The tree springs. We can't wait, to borrow a phrase, until the tree bears fruit to determine its worth. Fruit 
bears seeds and seeds scatter. Better to tear it out as a single sapling now than to hew down an entire forest of diseased wood after it's poisoned the ground. The left will not. They will not willingly lay claim to the true legacy of socialism. So we'll have to we'll have to hang it around their necks like the albatross that it is. They've grown accustomed to shedding responsibility for the damage they've done and shifting the blame. Traditional means of holding them to account are failing miserably. Fellow travelers in the academy and media will not challenge even their most egregious lies. So howling about bias, as we conservatives often tend to do, won't gain us anything. So if you doubt, if you dare doubt the effectiveness of the left's methods, ask any 10 people under the age of 40 whether Hitler and the Nazis were a product of left-wing or right-wing ideology. The obstacle we face, my good friends, will become painfully clear. It's not enough that you know the truth. Because you alone are not likely to single-handedly shape the outcome of an election. Everyone has to know the truth. We have to reclaim our younger generations from the wolf in sheep's clothing or the buck-naked emperor. Or it won't be long before the wolf... Folks, it won't be long before the wolf no longer needs the disguise. So now while you think about that, we'll take a short break and we'll come right back. You're listening, oh yeah, to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, C. Robert Jones. We'll be right back. Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. As always, Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard. Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with Rocks. Yo, yo! Ha! Yo, yo! What's going on, my people? What's going on, my peeps? Chiki loves his peeps, he loves his radio family, and you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GGT. 
Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the Situation Report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts. And they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean, tell your friends. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Losing Locker Room Reporter. Wherever a semi-naked man is crying like a schoolgirl because he lost a ball game, you are there. Why did they lose? Because some millionaire dropped the ball. A millionaire who needs a mic stuck in his face on national television. Go ahead. We're your cashmere blazer to work. No one's going to pour champagne on it where you're going. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh bringer of bad news. You're not a big loser. You just interview them. Bud Light beer on as a personal Missouri. Welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. That was an OWS-led protester, uh, led protest at the DNC calling for the arrest of Obama. There was a time when Obama couldn't heap enough praise on Occupy Wall Street, and now they're calling for his arrest. And that idiot, Mr. Tory on MSNBC tweeted earlier girls get your abortions now before or just in case Romney wins why this guy still has a job on even on MS, MSNBC is beyond me why does this clown this obvious race-baiting idiot have a job on any network tweeting crap like that. 
You heard me right. Girls, get your abortions now, just in case Romney wins. Are you kidding me? Remember, uh, do you remember when a, a time when there was like, does anybody remember a time when there was decency, common decency on the airwaves? I gotta, I gotta think now that if, uh, if Jimmy the Greek said that blacks were bred for, you know, being better athletes because they had thick thighs or something, that he he'd get away with it today, maybe. This Tory clown, he needs to be gone, even from MSNBC. Even though I'm of two minds, because I think that. Having him on MSNBC saying all these really stupid things that he's been saying and tweeting such things just lowers the credibility of MSNBC, which is why the network sucks all to be damned. So I'm watching a CNN panel discussion about Romney's acceptance speech. Christine O'Donnell was on the panel. The CNN host said that Romney's speech and our side was, in essence, calling the Democrats communist. O'Donnell explained that we're not calling them communist, but simply pointing out the differences in our vision of America versus the Democrats. But once again, an Obama media operative was attempting to spin, or rather distort, our words to portray Republicans, conservatives, as being extreme. Now, like many blacks, I have high blood pressure issues when it comes to this kind of thing. Thus, I cannot allow these people to get me where it hurts. Still, I could not believe that CNN chose Donna Brazile to be an on-set daily contributor to the to the Republican National Convention coverage. This black woman is a vicious, hate-filled Democrat hack. Nothing coming out of her mouth is going to be fair, balanced, or reasonable, but what what would we expect? Then there were the Obama minions on an ABC webcast who said, referring to the Romneys, quote, happy to have a party when black people drown, end quote. Thank God this arrogant, stupid, liberal jerk was immediately fired. Now, Tory... Will your moronic ass follow suit after that stupid tweet? Can we can we be spared of your stupid gap to race baiting innuendo? Folks, please forgive my passion in this subject. I don't like well, I kinda do, calling people arrogant, stupid, liberal jerks. But their smugness in their evil, erroneous assumptions 
chafe my ass. Now, Reagan said, and I quote, Well, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's that they they know so much that isn't so, end quote. A wacko black journalist, alleged journalist on MSNBC, alleged that the Romney campaign was, quote, using coded language in order to niggerize President Obama. You heard me. I said niggerize. I don't know what that means. Have you heard any media outrage about Tories' insane, divisive hate and potentially violence-inspiring statements? Why is he still employed? Can someone please answer that question for me? The call-in number is 347-884-8500. If you can explain to me why Tories still employed anywhere except a Walmart, no offense to Walmart, by the way, I just did a little shopping there a couple of hours ago. Got some Lunchables. They were two for a dollar. Got some yogurt. But hey, can anyone tell me why this guy's still employed? No way is in the house. Ned King, Binary Prince, Karen Hunter, 2020, Casanova, Frankenstein, Evil Clown, Alexander Solo. And a host of guests whom I have threatened and cajoled into joining my broadcast tonight. Now, here's the question. This is now wait a minute. Here's what Tory said. We're gonna we're gonna we need to repeat this. It it, it bears repeating. It has to be. Because now it's almost forgotten. Tory said on MSNBC on the panel that Romney, the Romney campaign was, quote, using coded language in order to niggerize President Obama, end quote. And I asked the question just once more, have you heard any outrage about what Tory said? Is Tory out of a job? Has he been has he been fired? Have you seen Tory working at the local Walmart stocking shelves? Has anybody seen Tory in an unemployment line? And if not, why not? Folks, this is the same mainstream media that said nothing, nothing, when Congressional Black Caucus members proclaimed the, that, quote, the Tea Party can go to hell, end quote. And, then I quote, the Tea Party wants to see blacks hanging from a tree, end quote. Now I myself am a member of tea, of the I'm a tea partier. I'm a dyed in the wool tea partier from 
from the beginning. So what is this member of the Congressional Black Caucus saying? That I, a black man, wants to see another black man or woman hanging from a tree? When really, the things that the Tea Party want have been spelled out very clearly. Less taxation and to be left the hell alone by the United States government. Pretty simple. Vice President Biden said to a majority black audience, quote, Republicans want to put y'all, put y'all back in chains. Republicans want to put y'all, y'all, he said. As if he was at home. Talk about niggerization. Niggerization is what occurred to Biden during that majority black audience, uh, 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 whatever the hell he was doing. He said, Republicans want to put y'all back in chains. Y'all. Has the MSM rebuked any of the Democrats' absurd, hate-filled, and over-the-top rhetoric? No. Meanwhile, for four years, the mainstream media, or MSM, has distorted the truth, lied, and done everything humanly possible to brand an R for racist. On the forehead of the Tea Party, of which I, black as I is, am a member. These people, collectively, I would say, in my opinion, are evil. A few years ago, black, democrat, liberal, racist, Juliana Malvo offered her modus operandi for the speedy death of black conservative justice Clarence Thomas. Malvo suggested having Thomas' wife feed him bacon and eggs every day for breakfast. The media's response to Malvo's death wish for the U.S. Supreme Court justice was silent. Can you imagine the media outrage and frenzy had a white Republican conservative made such a statement? Well, folks, Mrs. or Ms. Malvo and her Obama media minions. I'm tweaking my diet. I'm going to the gym. I'm keeping my blood pressure in check, my health in good order. Governor Scott Walker's victory and the 2010 Tea Party landslide victory proves that your evil empire dominance in the media can be defeated. Informed activist voters and black conservatives like me are your worst nightmare. And with God's grace, I plan to live a very, very long time. Oh yeah. You may not like it, but you will learn to love it. Because, baby, I'm the best.
thing going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I did steal that from my favorite wrestler, Nature Boy Ric Flair. But hey, I don't think he'll mind in this case. Now, you are listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We've got just about 11 minutes left. Let's take one more short break, come back, and finish this party up. Please do, by the way. Check out my main man, G-Ski Rocks 2020 Radio Network. I played his plug, I played his promo, which is hilarious. We're going to play it again before we leave. Oh, and, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jermaine in conservative primetime at a very late 1130 weeknights. All right, we'll be right back. A government that understands that jobs must come from growth in a vibrant and vital system of free enterprise. I'm so proud of our system of government. of democracy and free enterprise, the United States has achieved remarkable, unbelievable progress. Small business is the gateway to opportunity for those who want a piece of the American dream. But wouldn't it be nice to hear a little more about the forgotten heroes of America, those who create most of our new jobs, like the owners of stores down the street, the faithfuls who support our churches, synagogues, schools, and communities, the brave men and women everywhere who produce our goods, feed a hungry world, and keep our families warm while they invest in the future to build a better America. That's where miracles are made, not in Washington, D.C. If you've been successful, you don't you didn't get there on your own. You, you didn't get there on your own. I, I'm always struck by people who think, well, it must be because I was just so smart. Because if you've got a business... That, you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. There is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there, good for you. But I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. When you do well, everyone else does well. And I promise you this, I will never demonize you as business leaders and business owners. The work you do or the opportunities that you create because I think we should not be blaming you. We should be thanking you. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Boombox Carrying Roller Skater. Mr. Boombox Carrying Roller Skater. Shunning the conveniences of modern inline skates, you prove that real men do it on eight pink polypropylene wheels. A pretty pink 
The Krauss One Leg Extension, the Squat and Spin, every move as tight as your shorts. A Yes, your station is tuned to all disco all the time. And bravely, so is your haircut. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Boombox Carrying Roller Skater, and know that we fully support real artistic expression. But enough about that. Let's roller skate. Mr. Boombox Welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Hey, dig this. The Democrat National Convention's in full swing. Barack Obama, the President of the United States, is attempting vainly to fill a 70,000-seat stadium. He's bussing in everybody and their mothers. He is... I'm, I'm, I'm currently viewing the 2012 Democrat National Convention website. And they're practically begging on the website for folks to come out and support Obama to get involved. And it's embarrassing. I guess if he, if he, if he, sh- he you know, I, 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 I don't like, I don't like going, I don't like playing the Hitler card. There's been too much of that going on today on the Democrat side. But this is what what despots do. Dictators. They either pay you or bribe you or scare you into attending rallies so that the, quote, people, end quote, can see how adored you are by the masses. So when Obama can... Have the camera pull back, and we see the glory of his age, surrounded by seventy thousand adoring citizens. We will stand in awe. Indeed, we'll stand in awe, and we'll say, "Wow!" If Obama can attract seventy thousand screaming. Adoring fans, fainting, of course. They'll be fainting, you know that. If he can attract such a crowd, he must be the Lord. Oh, no, no, no. He must be Abraham, no, Abraham Lincoln, no. He, He must be, he must be the one. He's got to be the one we've been waiting for. He's the one. And we'd all, better get our asses on the bandwagon before it's too late could it be that this is the reason why Obama is attempting vainly to fill a 70,000 seat stadium by bussing in people and giving away free tickets to homeless shelters (laughs) folks let me tell you something I have heard And I'm in North Carolina right now, 
a little town called Ramsour. I'm here right now. And I have heard that the Obama minions are giving tickets out to folks who are just getting out of jail. Fresh out on bail, and they're giving tickets and bus rides. There'll be buses. You know that. There'll be buses picking up homeless folk and recent parolees to fill that stadium, stadium, and from what I'm being told, from what's being broadcast, even in the mainstream media, is that Obama is unable to fill that stadium, and so he's going to perhaps move to a smaller venue and lay claim to bad weather. So stay tuned, folks. There's more of this, and you know my blog talk brethren are going to be talking about this in the coming days. G. Ski is going to be on top of it. You know that. Annie, the radio chick, Southern Sense, you know that. Also, my main man, Jermaine, conservative primetime at 1130, they're going to be talking about it. We'll stay on top of this and we'll monitor the Democrat National Convention all night long and all day tomorrow. And we'll get back to you, good folks, on what's really going on. Until then, God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. We are out of here. And just for fun, given that football season starts tomorrow, Adam Sandler is going to take you away with the lonesome kicker. Hey, are you ready for some football? We're out of here. Thank you, Jerry. And we have one more example of the American yeah. formula. Not, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 not that. All right. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yep. All right, okay. That didn't work out the way it was supposed to. So we're just going to get out of here with our usual, our usual tune. All right, good night, folks. <laughs> 